Hey there, Christina Kay here. A few years ago, I drop-kicked my corporate career to pursue my true passions of writing books and helping my fellow authors do the same. And while I'm now an award-winning, best-selling author, veteran editor, and self-publishing coach to over 100 authors, once upon a time, I made all the same painful but super common mistakes that new writers make every single day. Now fast forward through all the tears, frustrations, and heartbreak, and today I teach authors worldwide how to write their best book ever and how to launch their successful writing careers. I started the Self-Publishing Success Podcast to give you easy-to-follow, actionable advice on becoming a successful indie author by letting you eavesdrop on coaching sessions with people just like you. Each episode, I pull back the curtain and you get to listen in as a fellow book writer shares their biggest struggle and I coach them and you through every step they must take to overcome, to succeed, and to become their own, you guessed it, book boss. So if you're an aspiring author, or even if you've published before, but you just aren't happy with the results that you got by going it alone, you're in the right place. Let's get started, shall we? Hey there, Christina Kay here. A huge heartfelt thank you for tuning in to the Self Publishing Success Podcast, a show dedicated to helping aspiring and struggling authors overcome their biggest challenges and successfully launch their books and their careers. I'm Christina Kay, your host of this podcast and founder and CEO of Book Boss Academy. Now, I've been an author coach for over 12 years, and I'm also an award-winning novelist. And I use that experience to help authors successfully launch profitable author careers. Now, let me ask you a question. What do you do when you are curious about the next steps that you need to take when your plan is to self-publish your book? I bet you dollars to donuts that more than once you found yourself staring at the computer screen, falling down a rabbit hole of endless, confusing, and conflicting advice on the important steps to self-publishing. And I'll also bet that when you finally pulled yourself away and stopped the madness, you were still left scratching your head with no more clarity than you had three hours prior. Sound familiar? This is a common but dangerous cycle to fall into, and it's the worst possible way to learn self-publishing and all the necessary steps to doing it right. Well, that stops now. There are services, resources, and even affordable professionals like yours truly to help you on this often turbulent journey. And on this week's episode, I'm going to sit down with author Emily Blackwood to discuss how she finally stopped the insanity, pivoted, and found a way to get the help she needed and learn to successfully self-publish without wasting hours and hours scouring the internet for help. So this week, I'm sitting down with emerging indie author Emily Blackwood. Well, she's more than emerged by now. She's the author of mature young adult and new adult novels, like her best-selling hit, House of Lies and Sorrow. Emily loves writing magical stories with strong heroines who overcome the impossible and defeat their inner demons. And not only is she doing well with book sales, she's a fellow author talk creator, and she has an audience of over 24,000 followers and still growing. But like all authors, Emily had to start somewhere. 
And as a newbie author, she found herself struggling with the oh-so-common battle of scouring the internet, searching down rabbit holes for the how-to info she needed to self-publish successfully. Eventually, she figured out how to avoid this seemingly endless mind trap, and that's what we're talking about on this week's episode. Without further ado, hey, Emily, I'm so glad that you joined me on the call today. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I am too. I love this topic because I I think every single time, I don't know if you've ever attended any of my lives, and if you go live, you need to tell me, Uh, but I think every time I go live, someone asks, "How? what are the steps of self-publishing? How do I do this? Where do I even start? Where do I begin? I'm sick of looking it up on the internet. Well, there you go. Right. Totally. But first... I found a fun little detail about you when I was doing my cyber sleuthing. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Oh, don't worry. It's not that bad. It's fun. And as a fellow cat mom, I have to ask, your cat's name is Mr. Is that as in like Mr. something or just plain Mr.? I need the tea behind this name. Okay. It's funny because everyone who comes over... They're like, oh my God, what's your cat's name? And I'm like, mister. They're like, mister what? I'm like, it's just mister. It's just, and so many people are like, uh, why? Like, where did that come from? And it's funny because honestly, I'm just, I think a lazy animal namer. Like I used to have a cat who I named baby kitty. And then we just would call her kitty. And now I I have mister who's just, but if you knew him, he's such like a regal gentleman, like, He's an old soul, so Mister just fits him well. So I get it. Mister. I had a cat named Mama Kitty. She—I don't even remember what her real name was at one. Yes, she had three litters of kittens, so she adopted the name Mama Kitty, and that's what we. She's gone for years now, and we still say, "Oh, remember Mama Kitty?" I don't remember her real name. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I it does. My cat right now—you can't see him. He's hiding somewhere, but social media named him. I'm bad at naming too. Like I'm a lazy namer too. Yeah. And we couldn't think of what to name him. And so I did a giveaway contest, something on Facebook and he's a gray cat with a couple white spots and they named him Dorian Gray. So that was pretty. I love that. So I got some too. So yay, Facebook. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Emily, tell my listeners how your author journey began and give us the why behind your decision to write books for a living in the first place. Okay. My story is kind of crazy. So I'm still pretty new to this. My author journey started back in 2020 during the pandemic. I had graduated college with a computer management degree. And I thought that I was going to have like this great career, like this in the corporate world with computer stuff. And we was in the middle of the pandemic when I graduated and no one was hiring. So the degree that I thought would ensure that I had a job, you know, I couldn't get a job. So I was living with my parents at the time. And my mom was actually the one who was like, Emily, people are making money publishing books, like indie publishing books. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? Like, there's no way. And she's like, I totally would do it. But, you know, you love reading and you've always been a writer. Like, you should give this a shot because, and my mom's like, I love her. But she was like, I can't write. Like, (laughs) if if one of us is going to do it, it should be you. Gotta be you. Yeah. So that was in 2020. And I wrote my first book, All the Crown Shadows, that same month that I decided to do it. 
And it, of course, was a huge flop. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, are our first books ever, you know, I mean, right. every now and then it happens for some of us, but. Yes. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Some of my friends who have published their first book and it's doing great. I'm like, dang it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, it happens. It's just it the author. It doesn't really happen that way. Right. And it's discouraging. And I felt really discouraged. So, you know, that was, it was a YA fantasy book. And I wasn't on TikTok. I didn't know how to market, let alone like write a good book. So that was in 2020. And it took me almost a year to write the sequel. I just, I ended up getting another job, you know, when the pandemic started to chill out. And it just was on the back burner for me. And it wasn't until last year that I was like, okay, I want to be a full-time author. Once I got a little bug at this point. Right, right. And it it was like in my brain and I was going to work every day. Well, I worked remote, but you know, I was logging on to work every day. And I was just thinking, my gosh, I just want it so bad. And it was just that seed that grew and grew and grew. And I wrote a couple more books last year, ended up taking it super seriously, like stuck to the schedule for the entire 12 months. And from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, my life did a complete 180 and I was able to quit my job in October and I'm a full-time author now. So that is my story. We're going to get to some of that too, because that's, that's a very interesting point. And that kind of goes to what we're talking about today. That is a great story. What's your why? What, why, why be an author? Is it, well, what's your, I want to say, yeah, I would love to say that, oh my God, like these stories have always spoken to me and they have, but I knew from the beginning that I wanted to do this full-time as a career because I'm pa- I am very passionate about writing. And when the opportunity came to, like when I found out that indie authors were making some money, I thought this is perfect. Like I can actually pursue my passion because you learn, even in college, I had a professor say, you have your career and then you have your passion and you do your career so that you can explore your passion on the side. And I just thought I would follow that up with then if you're lucky at some point in your life, the two converge. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, am I really going to spend my entire life, you know, wondering the what ifs or wondering, you know, what would have happened if I chose the career of being an author. So that's, you know, and I don't have kids right now. I have very little responsibilities to be honest with you. So I just thought, you know, if I'm going to risk it at any point in my life, I should just do it right now. So that's, that's what I did. I love it. I love it. So the point of this season is me an author coach chatting with indie authors who have figured out at least some of the secrets to successfully self-publishing about a specific struggle that they face or maybe even still face on their journey to publishing. So let me ask you this. What would you consider to be the biggest obstacle that you had to overcome? And how did this struggle manifest for you? Oh my God. There, where do you even start? Like there's oh, so there's many, so many, right? We've yeah. all like, well, I mean, 13, if you ask me 13, I could come up with those, but right. Literally. And let's see. Whenever I was thinking about this, you know, there's so many smaller problems that a lot of us have the exact same problems. Like, first of all, writing the book is hard, like that alone. And then figuring out how to create a business around it is really hard. And what I found the most difficult was figuring out what on the internet like was and was not going to be useful for me. There's all these Facebook groups. Some of them are more famous than others. And everyone is on social media, TikTok, Instagram, 
author talk and all of these people have different stories. So as a brand new author, like me in 2020, I'm on author talk or I'm on these Facebook groups and I'm looking at these success stories and everyone has such different wide advice and it's so scary. It's so intimidating. It feels impossible. So just sifting through all of that to figure out what would work for me and what I needed to use, honestly, still is the biggest challenge. And how did that, probably oddly worded, but how did that manifest for you? So like, what did that do to you? How did that make you feel? Like, what problems did that cause? Did it Was it that it ate up so much time or it caused confusion or both or... Yeah, for sure. So back when I was writing um, my first series, those first three books, I had a bad case of like the grass is greener type of situation. So I was doing my thing, YA fantasy, Mm -hmm. and I would see a post, Uh, some random person on the internet, YA fantasy doesn't sell. You'll never make it as an author if you're trying to write, write YA fantasy, you know? Stuff like that. And oh, it caused FOMO. Yes. Oh. And, and, you know, I, like I said, I wanted it so bad. I was feeling that seed of like, oh, I want this and I will do whatever it takes to be like a full-time author and a successful author sharing my stories. So when I saw a post like that, it's like, it's just so discouraging yeah. and it makes you feel like you're doing everything wrong and you have to listen to these gurus because they know how to do it. And who am I? I'm just starting off, you know? So it's really hard. Right. And, and, you know, to that point, this is something that I, it's a, one of my few like pedestals that I will die. It's like a hill I will die on is that this is a problem. Okay. Because like you said, it's disheartening. It's discouraging because you hear these people saying this will never work or this will never, or this is the way to do it. And it's not what you're doing. And here's the thing though. I would venture to guess if you, if authors would take the time, even five minutes to stop and pause and look up that person giving up the advice, giving out the advice, I would say eight out of 10 of them don't have a leg to stand on. They may few books themselves or whatever, but they're not like pros in the industry doing, you know, maybe they did well with one book, but I mean, they just really, a lot of people giving advice aren't qualified and that's dangerous and it's totally. a heart for especially aspiring and new authors especially them because like you said they're they're searching they're looking they're they don't know where to go which way to turn and one page tells them this and the next guru tells them that and then author talk says this and then author tube says this it is beyond frustrating and confusing it actually can stall many authors careers because they give up Totally. And back when I was writing that first series, I was going to ditch fantasy altogether and start writing contemporary romance because I thought that that's what was going to sell. And thank God I didn't because the book series, this one behind me that, you know, has launched my career is a young adult fantasy series. So it's crazy. It is crazy. So there are so many new authors struggle with this, like we just said, and either that or what they do is they dive right into writing the book and then skip straight to publishing, which is, in my opinion, an even bigger mistake. But if we're serious as authors about building a career in publishing, something eventually has to give. And once we recognize this, we make a serious effort to fix the issue, pivot, do differently. So for you, Emily, what was the turning point for you? When was the aha moment? It was definitely last summer. So last summer 
so much changed for me. It was right before I released this book, House of Lies and Sorrow. And I had decided that I wanted to write an arranged marriage book, um, super popular for fantasy. And I knew from the very beginning that I was going to be writing a bestseller. And I tell that to people and they're like, am I? Yeah, right. (laughs) But I seriously did. I believed in myself Mm -hmm. so much. And something that helped with that was I did the market research and writing to market, to be honest, what does that mean? What does that not mean? Just, I read obsessively in the fantasy romance. Yeah. Yeah. And in the YA. Writing to market and knowing your market and being aware of your market. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Writing to market is not, but. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, I had been on TikTok. I started my TikTok last January. So when last summer rolled around, I had a bit of a following and some friend groups on TikTok. And I was really able to see what was popular, what was trending. And also, you know, I just became aware of what I really liked, what I really loved. I was seeing all these things on TikTok. You get exposed to so much on there. It's so easy to just scroll through and be like, oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Oh, I love an enemies to lovers. So I started from the get-go. I was like, this is going to be an arranged marriage, enemies to lovers, best-selling book. And I wrote it that way. And having that confidence that I had never had before. I had never been confident in writing a book before. And I just told myself, this is going to be it. This is going to be the book that sells because <laughs> nothing had sold for me before that. And I wrote it with that attitude. So every scene was, you know, a gripping, best-selling book scene, you know? And um, that's, awesome. I mean, my whole career changed after that. Well, that's that's another thing that I've been known to say a couple times, like even on my TikToks, I'm like, you know, whether you're spiritual or religious or not, you know, insert your religious or hierarchy here. But I don't believe for us authors with what you just said that God lays it on our hearts to write a certain book or any book or become an author if it's not what we're meant to do. So again, not to push religion because it could be the whatever, the universe, but whatever it is, I don't think that we have that heavy feeling like you just said, like, I know this is right. This is the book. This is the one. I mean, now there are times when we kind of have some false hope and, and, you know, we may be right through the lens clearly, but that's so important. And I can identify with that so much because I did the same thing. I wrote a couple books that I self-published that flopped because I didn't know what I was doing. The next book that I wrote after I pivoted and did like you did, I took stock. That very next book got me an agent. I used to be trad pub, uh, got me an agent, got me publishing deals, awards and all this stuff. And it was that same book. I just knew it. I was like, like father, like daughter, this is going to be the one. So yes, guys, authors take a lesson from our playbooks. And if you have that feeling now, obviously take stock, make sure that you are doing the things right. Like, cause you can't just shoot a book out and publish it. And it's not going to happen. The magical book fairies are not going to sprinkle dust on your books and make them bestsellers. But if you're doing all the right things, and you know in your gut, this is the one, then go for it. We've been talking about Emily's career early on as an author and her biggest struggles, which was spending countless hours relying on internet searches to find the steps to self-publishing. So let's keep the ball rolling. Emily, how did you eventually stop going down these internet search rabbit holes and eventually figure out at least some of the secrets to self-publishing successfully. What did you do instead? 
Okay, I, I just love that we're talking about this because this is what I preach to everyone. Finding people who are where you want to go. And I know that that's like a big piece of advice that people say, like, don't take advice from someone who hasn't been where you want to go. But in the author world, especially finding authors who either write in your same genre or are making, you know, the types of sales that you want to make. Goals that you want to hit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Doing what they're doing, not maybe not exactly, but, you know, look at them and see, you know, would this author do this? Is this kind of completely out of left field or have my role models done something similar? Um, Stuff like that, I think makes a huge, huge difference. So what I started doing was looking at a couple of my role models are LJ Andrews. She's amazing. JM Curl, Scarlett St. Clair even is one of my role models. I would, oh my God, love to be the next Scarlett St. Clair. I think she's amazing. But sometimes I, if I'm at a crossroads and something new is coming up or this book idea is coming up, I will literally just sit down and say, okay, is this is this something that my role models would do if they were me? And, you know, is this going to push me further down the road to be more like them? Or is this going to push me, you know, back down that path that, that I have been coming from? <laughs> so, right. so I think having role models is honestly so important. And that's great. My own sponsorship about my author coaching program, and I'm not pimping it, whether it's me or any other experienced professional. And it applies to what you just said, looking at someone who's been there, done that, worn the t-shirt and done it successfully, whoever that may be. It's exactly right. And you can apply that, what Emily just said, kind of make it an equation. It's kind of like how I always say to my followers, you should always ask yourself before you make any decision from brainstorming to writing, to editing, to marketing, will the readers love this? Will the readers, you know, enjoy this? Is this right for the reader? Keep the reader in mind. But the same thing could go with what Emily just said. If you have a decision to make, if you're at a crossroads, should I do this? Should I go on book funnels? Should I use our reader? Should I do this, that, or the other thing? Ask yourself or even do the research and find out, did your predecessors, did your role models do something like that? So that's a great piece of advice. Just kind of make it a little equation and I always do a little bit of research and find out because that information's out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> find it. So that's a really good tidbit of information. Yeah. And yeah. Once you figured all this out and you pivoted and began leaning on reliable sources, your role models, your mentors, and professionals to learn the keys to self-publishing, how did your writing and your publishing game change? Oh, I'm gonna grab my cat first. Oh, my little coworker. Oh, <laughs> um, That's fine. I was waiting for him to make a debut anyway. Oh yeah, he's been sitting right behind the laptop, hanging yes. out with us. Now he's here. I think um, most people who are bookish folk who would be listening to the show also like cats. So I think they, <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand. We're fine. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Anyway, I think the biggest thing that changed for me was my confidence level, which sounds. Like, it doesn't really matter that much. But when it comes to marketing your book, I mean, if you're not confident in the book that you wrote, you're not going to show up on TikTok and tell people about it. Or you're not going to want to run ads. Or you're not going to... I mean, it makes such a big difference. If you're not on fire, if you don't love your book, if you're not in love, how can you expect anyone else to be? Right, right. So 
having these um, role models and kind of narrowing down the advice that I did slash did not want to take from all this stuff on the internet, you know, now I can easily say, oh, you know, I saw in this Facebook group that everyone must do this. Like, this is the new hot thing that everyone should be doing. And I can say, okay, is this just noise? You know, does XYZ, you know, do these successful people in my genre do this thing? Are they freaking out about this certain thing. And if not, then I'll just stay in my lane and I'll just keep doing what I know is going to be right for me because I made, I laid out a plan, you know, that X, Y, Z is going to be the things that I focus on. And so it's, it's so much easier to cut all that noise, like I said, and just focus on, on what I know will work because I'm confident in, in these role models that I have. And I think also you should apply that just to follow up on what you said, in the, in the cases where you're not 100% sure in your gut or in your heart what you want to do, there are things that your gut and your heart and your instincts are going to tell you, I need to do this. I got to, like, for example, you know, I've got to do, I have to have a marketing plan. Okay, that's a no-brainer, right? So you don't really have to look into that. But when there's any decision that like trending things... Uh, new trends in marketing, or should I do a newsletter? Yes. Should I do this? Should I do that? Yeah, exactly. When you have the confidence in your book and you love your book too, you're going to make the decisions that are right for not just your book, but for you and your author career, which is the whole point of the show. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I have just one or two more quick questions for you, and then we'll wrap it up. What are you working on currently, and do you have any launches coming up? <laughs> oh, man. Is that um, a pressure-filled question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually just released a book. I have right here, Demons and Darlings. It's a paranormal romance, so it's very different from the fantasy stuff. that. It, well, it's not that different. I mean, let's be for real. Paranormal fantasy. But that just released yesterday. So yeah. that's been exciting. So um, at the time of airing of this episode, it's just a couple of weeks old. So yeah. 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 So, so that's been fun. That was a really fun book to write. But now that I'm done with that, I'm getting back on track with my most popular series, which is book four in my Faye of Roa series. So book four in this series here, that which releases. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And that's going to release May 31st. So that's coming up and I got to get to work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just a little side. I told you that there might be a side uh, curveball every now and then. How many books are you publishing each year on average? Um, last year I published four and that's when I had a job. So I told myself I was going to publish more this year, but I've only published really, I've only published Demons and Darlings, the one I published yesterday. So we'll see how much average. Uh, my books are shorter. <laughs> okay. So, so they're not 130,000 word big fantasies like that. Maybe? No. Okay. My books are like, I'm happy if I hit 70,000 words. I'm like, wow, good. Like, <laughs> my sweet spot is 65. I don't know why. 60, 65 is about as high as I can go. Same. Yeah. Well, I only ask because since I brought it up, now I feel like I should follow up and say that two to four books a year is a really good, strong publishing plan. Two would be minimum. And so for those listening, not for you, but for, you know, four books a year is a really good, that's three months to devote to each book. And that's actually kind of a fast turnaround, but it's, it's, you know, this isn't really the topic of the show, but let's throw a little bonus tip out there. So if you want to be successful as an author, you can't just do one and done. Do you want to be a one hit wonder? 
do I be vanilla ice or do you want to have a successful career? So it's good that you're doing that. And, and again, you guys, now Emily is someone that you all can follow and have as your role model. And with that in mind, I have one more question. What is your long-term vision for your author career and or what haven't you accomplished yet that you still want to achieve? Oh my God, there's so much now that I want to accomplish. Kona safety here. Kona safety, tell us the truth. (laughs) I mean, if I'm being honest, I literally want to be the next like Scarlett St. Clair. Like I said earlier, I want to be the next like Sarah J. Moss. I want to be the next Mm. huge fantasy author that people just devour their work. And it makes, you know, the feeling that as a reader, as an avid reader, opening a book and reading it and feeling like literally it hits your soul, you know, and I want readers to feel that way with my books. And I just want to create a community and a home around the fantasy books that I write. So, so that's my, that's my I think broad that's goal. Very, and you're on the way to doing that, by the way. So it's not like it's the biggest shot in the dark or long shot. I think you said something about making readers feel something. I saw a TikTok just yesterday where somebody was bawling. I can't remember what the book was. Brothers of something. It was a fantasy book. It it seemed very popular, but I don't read fantasy. And this TikToker was like legitimately bent out of shape over this book. And I was like, I've never had a book impact me that way. But man, if I could ever make someone feel that strongly. Right. Wow. Oh my God. This career. I'm done. I'm good. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, Emily, it has been a lovely chat today and I appreciate you taking time to share your story and your best tips with my listeners. But before you go, why don't you tell everyone how they can follow and support you? And if you want us to purchase or pre-order anything like your current release, tell us where to go and how to get there. I'll give you the mic one last time. Yes, you guys can find me. I'm very active on TikTok. So that's the first place I would go. Author Emily Blackwood. I'm also author Emily Blackwood on Instagram. I post there pretty frequently. Um, You can also join my Facebook group, Blackwood Fairies, on Facebook. And you can read all of my books right now in Kindle Unlimited. You can purchase the paperbacks from Amazon. Jump into this series, House of Lies and Sorrow, because that's going to wrap up later this year. So... Mm -hmm. That is how many me. more books? One more, two more. There's going to be five total, so I have two left to write in it. Mm. Yep. Well, now I've got something to add to my TBR. So, <laughs> and you guys too. So, thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode with our guest host, Emily Blackwood. Be sure to follow her and check out her website where you can learn all about her books, including her backlist and current releases. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of the Self Publishing Podcast. Please be sure to follow the show, share it with your author friends, and most importantly, wherever possible, leave us a rating and a review. Your support will help this podcast, and it will help me continue teaching, helping, and supporting authors around the world on their journey to successfully launching their author careers and becoming their own book boss. Find and follow us on every social media platform except Twitter at Book Boss Official. And be sure to check out my website, bookbossacademy.com, to learn more about this podcast, as well as my author coaching and book editing services. And finally, shop for author templates and tutorials, as well as fun bookish apparel, stickers, and more at bookbossacademy.sc.com. 
That's all for this week. And remember, stay safe, keep writing, and remain true to yourself. Okay, folks, that's a wrap on this week's episode of the Self-Publishing Success Podcast. Thanks again to this week's amazing guest host, and be sure to follow them on their social media accounts, subscribe to their newsletter, and keep an eye out for their books. As always, thanks to our sponsors for making this show possible. This podcast is brought to you by Book Boss Academy, and your host is yours truly, author, coach, and book editor, Christina Kay. You can learn more about Book Boss Academy, my services, and my helpful resources for authors by visiting bookbossacademy.com. There, you can also find previous seasons and episodes of this podcast, access the show notes, and read our transcripts. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok at Book Boss Academy for daily free tips, tricks, and advice on writing your best book, self-publishing it successfully, and becoming your own book boss. I follow back and I answer all comments and messages within 24 hours. Last but not least, please be a dear and hit that subscribe button. Show us some love and make it easier to find our show and get notifications when new episodes drop each week. Until next week, later, love you, bye.